The lauded Dr. Fauci gives America permission to celebrate Halloween. Container ships crowd outside ports unable to unload cargo. And the White House suggests doing your Christmas shopping before the 31st of Spooktober. Which, in all honesty, is just big government's attempt to remove jack-o'-lanterns from stores and replace them with Randy the Skeleton Reindeer, making Xmas king of the secular holidays. With supplies remaining on cargo ships, I'm waiting on a computer chip for my pedal car and a laptop charger so I can reschedule my Southwest flight in case the weather clears up and edit this podcast. Superman is gay. Unemployment is rising in the face of available jobs. Australia continues pushing back. And I couldn't get into the Battlefield 2042 beta. In light of all of this, all I can do is say, let's go Brandon. I'm Blue Shark 45 and this is the GNA podcast. Hail, salutations, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the GNA Podcast. I'm your host, Blue Shark 45, and that noise you probably hear behind me is my wife deciding to use the shower at this point in the show. Hopefully, we can edit that out, but you never know. Uh, Tonight, we are joined by the original cast and crew of the GNA. Oh, wait, Cecil's not here because he's a loser and he's traveling. That's right, Cecil. I can talk smack about you when I'm when you're not on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we're joined by the majority of the original GNA crew, but let's not talk about those boring people. Let's get into the more important people and let's talk about our guest tonight. Vintage. How you doing, bud? I'm doing well. It's nice to think that even with my level of consistency from time to time, I'm still just a regular old guest, but hello. Good to be here. <laughs> Glad to have you, bud. Uh, and we have Damoc. How are you doing tonight, Damoc? I'm doing pretty well. Um, I'm disappointed because you said your wife was taking a shower, but she entered the room fully clothed, and now I'm just a little sad on the inside. And he well, came sometimes to hear me that right happens. Now. Sometimes <laughs> <know>. that happens. <laughs> he, he zoned out. What's entirely. that sound? Look, if my wife first taking time of the show, a shower. <laughs> Look at that disappointment in her face. Blue is just wrecking it. Like, nope. Uh-uh. No, ma'am. You get we the were kitchen, expecting you make a, a towel. sandwich. We were expecting a towel and a sandwich. Right <laughs> no, my wife sandwich. is a little more conservative than that. But the sandwich would have been nice, but I already ate dinner. <laughs> He's digging yeah, his okay. own grave right about now. Oh, I've yeah. dug my own grave many times, and I've gotten out of it. Isn't that right, hon? <laughs> <laughs> uh and ladies and gentlemen you heard him we've got d how you doing tonight d doing all right doing all right i've got myself a new beer i'm trying so i'm happy that's great we'll have to get into what you're consuming tonight and ladies and gentlemen you can hear him and he can kind of hear you we've got zyber how you doing tonight zyber hello i'm here i'm not dead yet but it sounds like i'm over there Nah, I'm good. Uh, yeah, a lot of shit's been going on. A lot of shit has happened. 
lunch has gone by. Yeah, I guess I guess I'm alright. I, I I'm surviving. Well, well you've got a lot of greenery behind you. It's a good yeah. look. Yeah, you got a you got yeah, a nice I looking room there. Weed, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Hydroponics. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the GNA podcast, and if this is your first time listening to it, that stands for games, nerds, and alcohol. We've got nerds, we've hopefully been playing games, and ladies and gentlemen, we have alcohol. So let's get into what we're consuming tonight. D, what are you drinking, bud? Well, I grabbed up uh, from Opa Opa this Opa Fest October Lager. So a nice quality lager beer right here. Usually uh, the term lager is actually uh, originated in Germany. And it meant storage. They used to brew these at a much colder temperature than other beers and fermented them at colder temperatures. And they used to store them in some caves. And that was the origins of the lager. So I'm trying one right here in the uh, spirit of, well, technically Oktoberfest is in September. Here in America, they usually have those festivals in October because they get a little confused. But now, in the spirit of it, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking one because, you know, Oktoberfest has been canceled over in Germany and haven't been back in a while. So. Try it out now and see how it tastes. I don't think they're going to let you back into Germany, D. I think you've done too many things. Mm, that's pretty good. It's, it, they're a lighter beer, so it's a much smoother. They're not as bitter as IPAs, so it was a really smooth beer. And I'll just have to get sneakier to get back in. There you go. See, I'm very sneaky. <laughs> and if video uh, games have taught us anything, there is a subway leading from Moscow to to the dead center of Berlin, you're welcome. Very good. All right, Vintage, what are we consuming this evening, my good sir? Well, for anyone who's been following uh, my little escapades today and for the last couple of days, which have been minor but very vocal, um, you can assume I'm having quite a bit. I am almost done with a very wonderful, fuck you, Zyber, um, Dog, no, it's not dogfish, excuse me, it's flying dog, it's the Gonzo Willet Bourbon Barrel Aged Porter. Very delicious, it's just so simple, you get the very nice robust taste of a porter, and then it's exactly what you'd expect from a traditional barrel aged beer. No, simple you had taste, it right the unlike first the time. fucking it name. It tastes like a portal, it would definitely have the taste <laughs> of a portal. And if you guys could tell, I've definitely been drinking before the show, um... But no, it it tastes like it. It's gonna be a little ridiculous, but in a simple sense, it is a basic porter that's been bourbon barrel aged. It's nothing crazy. Everybody it's nothing out there. Basic. That was kind of the point. You caught the pause there. So, and in that sense, you know what? Sometimes you need a little simplicity, and that simplicity just leads to good overall flavor, and you don't have to think about it too much because it's not the most complex thing in the world. I'll have to disagree. I don't think that beer has much flavor other than liquor. It tastes like someone put way too much booze in their beer. Yeah, which I'm I okay mean, with like, as I sit here and supplement a with a uh, <laughs> glass of uh, whiskey. Boilermaker. That's, yeah. that's basically all it is to me. It was too strong. I don't really care for the taste of uh, whiskey myself. So it's like... Uh, not, See, I'm that not could a be huge the problem. Fan. That could be the problem. That's like, the problem. I, I love bourbons uh, 
and, and whiskeys and all that wonderful stuff. But yeah, if you're not a fan of them and you don't like them, then stay far away from them because you're no, never going to like them. No, there are some whiskeys that I really enjoy. Uh, there are some scotches that I really enjoy. It's just most uh, Kentucky style whiskeys, Tennessee style whiskeys, I do no, not like. Hold on. Hold on. It, those are called bourbons. Yeah. They're not <laughs> so called let me whiskey. ask you something, Cyber. Is it's one all, of your favorite it, notes to find like vanilla? It's burn. You don't like burn, but do you like vanilla? Yeah, and I usually and tend to go towards those style exactly. uh, bourbons, whiskeys, and scotches that have like flavors and not just burn. Mm. Yeah, and that's what you get sometimes when you've got a little too much oakiness. Oakiness and spice and tobacco, some people really enjoy. I myself, I love being able to differentiate between those flavors. But honestly, there's not enough whiskeys, and you just touched on it with that flavor profile right there, that are vibrant, that have a lot of vanilla, even though oak barrel is a very simple way to get a vanilla flavor. It's just a little annoying sometimes that there's not more vanilla-forward whiskeys. See, like... When it comes to whiskeys, one that I really loved and I enjoyed a lot and I still buy bottles of it to this day after getting that first bottle is Ardbeg. I love all their stuff. I love that smoky peat flavor in that scotch. And oddly enough, there is a hint of vanilla in that very I love very smoky scotch, which... That that's making sense to me now, Zyber. You're I'm, I'm breaking away that shell. <laughs> As and uh, I like Glenfiddich also. I mean, sure, the younger stuff has a lot of burn, but the older you go in that, I find it very flavorful and enjoyable. Yeah, in the sweet spot's like fourteen. In my experience, the younger stuff has less of a burn. It's when she's older and uh, a little bit more experienced that those pills come in handy. I think it just comes down to what other barrels she's touching her pot in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What other walls she's scraped against. Blended helps. Uh, Blended right. does smooth it out. <laughs> it does. All right. So, uh, Zyber, what are you consuming this evening? Well, I uh, I am saying fuck it. If I get called in, I get called in. What the fuck ever. Um, I am drinking a frog allergy. The- if I can talk, a Frog Alley Harvest Ale. Um, it is a pumpkin spice ale. It is the only pumpkin spice ale that I actually enjoy. It actually tastes good. It doesn't taste like rotted, fermented pumpkin pie in a fizzy water. Um, yeah, it is, you could taste all the vanilla. You taste the clove. You could taste the pumpkin. And it's not a horrible aftertaste. It's very enjoyable. Uh, the folks at Frog Alley, uh, the guy Rich, he used to... Well, he doesn't have... I can't talk. Uh, he still works at the college. And I was going to have him on the show. He's the former brewmaster at Saranac. Um, I'm still going to try and get him on the show at some point. I just got to get down there and uh, touch base with him. That all fell through when I left the school. But, yeah, I mean, they're amazing. And to think uh, I gave them some Rivezones from my batch, and they're probably in some of the beers. 
like to think about that possibility of my hops and their beers and their beers are pretty damn tasty that's awesome zyber i'm really jealous yeah that is legit although so it is it's frog what frog alley brewery frog alley and what's the name of the beer it is harvest ale harvest Ah. ale have you had southern tears pumpkin out of curiosity I don't like the Southern Tier Pumpkin Ale or Pumpkin Beer or well, whatever. So it's they a little heavy. It's they a little two. heavy. Hold on. They have two, right? They have a, a weird pumpkin one, which tastes like fucking ass. And then they have Pumpkin, like K-I-N-G. That one, yeah, it's a heavier beer, but that one tastes like fucking apple or apple pie. Jesus Christ, pumpkin pie to me. Um, I can really enjoy that, but I can only drink like one because it's honestly that's a slice of pumpkin pie to me. It's got all the spices. It hits. It tastes like it, and it's heavy like pumpkin pie to me. I agree with you on that, Daymok. It is. It's rich in filling, and actually, I stumbled upon this year. Um, Dogfish Heads got a pumpkin release. That is fantastic. It's, it almost is exactly what you're describing from that heavier southern tier, but like cut in half. Like you still maintain that flavor profile, but it goes down just a little smoother. So you can have two or three. And then you'll get full because you just consume 600 calories. <laughs> All right. D. Oh, sorry. Damoc. No, no, no. You said D first. No, so no, no. D's, we, D's no, already no, done no. his thing. So, no, Daymok. No, no, it, take no, another drink, D. Take another drink. It's 5.7% <laughs> alcohol by volume. I'm just saying. I mean, you said D. <laughs> We're like, talking ABV. This is 13, baby. <laughs> why is that like? Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm drinking Yinling Hershey Porter. And that Yingling? stuff's crack. Yeah, Yinling makes a Hershey Porter. It's officially licensed through Hershey. They add Hershey milk chocolate to it, so it's a chocolate porter. And holy shit, dude. Now, it's not, it's only like 4.7%, but when you drink it, that whole aftertaste is like you literally just swallowed a chunk of the Hershey candy bar, and it's good. It really is just fucking good. It's a sipper, though. I wouldn't. I, I can't like, oh, this is great. Let me chug it back. It's a good fucking chocolate border. If you like I Hershey's gotta, chocolate. I got to say, though, um, I kind of went uh, yuppie hipster at a friend's house. They had the Paps uh, Yoohoo. They're actually pretty decent, except for afterwards it, that, like, uh, you just drank a glass of milk and you got that, like, thick saliva in the back of your throat. I didn't like that from it. And the runs are incoming. Yes, I know exactly the feeling you're referring to. <laughs> and, and and for our listeners and and for the people that are watching us, please, please stop hacking into our uh, feeds. Uh, but for our listeners, it's, it's pronounced Yingling Hershey Porter, not Yingling. I don't want to be the guy that corrects Daymok. I'm just going to go on huh? record. <laughs> Yingling. <laughs> Yingling, the oldest brewery in America. You called it, it Yingling. Is- Yin-ling. You're saying the same fucking word. No, twice. you said Yin-ling. Yin. You can, no, Daymok, you said Yin. Ying. 
Ling. It's Ying Ling. You cut the G entirely. You did Yin hyphen Ling. Yin Ling is what you were saying. I went to the brewery and they never corrected me, so fuck you guys. <laughs> They're like, well, oh, he's here to buy I'm our sure beer. They with a we lot of people have been drinking. <laughs> it was good to my kids. Also, mm. I never went to the brewery, so fuck you guys as well. <laughs> <laughs> no one called me out on shit. Uh, no, but I know uh, what you mean. For a low ABV chocolate porter, Damoc, it is surprisingly heavy. Like, I could drink it a little quicker if it's, like, super chilled, like, almost to, like, a Pilsner or Lager level. But you definitely want that a little closer to room temp before you drink it. Because it almost, like, it adds to that chocolatiness. Yeah, I have noticed that if I sip on it and let it warm up a little bit, that it has more chocolatey flavor to it overall. I I enjoyed the profile for the Ying Ling. And all of that. But yeah, it, it's pretty fucking good. Very nice. I'll have to look into getting that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm enjoying my very last 120 that uh, Cecil got me on or for my wedding. And it is bottled in March of 2018. So a few years old. Still good. Uh, still citrusy. I've uh, been sipping on it because, well, I'm not going to chug the thing before we really get into the meat of the show. But, uh, yeah, high alcohol content, one beer. I like the efficiency of this. Now, Blue, question for you. When you say it's still good, are you making a joke? Or are you more referring to you'd rather get those citrusy notes and not those earthiness that comes through as it ages longer? I like the citrus. I'm not... Gotcha. So you're really playing that numbers game where how long is too long. Now, yeah, I'm also well, sitting here going, uh, like six years from now, I could see myself having another one of these. <laughs> well, I mean, Cecil told me when he gave it to me, he's like, I have no idea how old these are, but here you go, bud. And I think the first one was fine. The second one, I never really checked the date on it. And that one was bitter. I wasn't a huge fan of it. But this one... This one's holding holding strong. The last two have been good. So, nice finish to to the little gift that Cecil gave me. Thank you. I got one still uh, cooking from 2017 that I need to open up that I got off of Cecil. But you let me know how that one turns out. I'm curious to see if 2017, uh, so that's bunch of mad scientists four years now so that was a good year 2017 was a good year (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean you gotta be careful with the the 120s because each year they're made differently just slightly different it's still quote unquote the same recipe but because it's not brewed year round it is still slightly different every single well they release twice a year right but every single batch that comes out is slightly different um so yeah you could get like hey this was a great year also Keep in mind, if you go to Dogfish Head's website, they recommend a year or two, potentially up to three years. And after that, they recommend do not drink it because it's not good after three years. That has not been everybody's forte. People like to drink older ones that are like, this is a fucking five-year-old one. And they're like, oh, it's still so fucking amazing. But... Dogfish Head specifically says on their site, it can go up to three years, but anything past that, uh, 
is very personal, personal preference. They don't recommend it. Uh, I mean, that's now. Do you do you think it's a safety thing to like save them? Because honestly, the level that you you we all know as Dogfish One Twenty aficionados at this point, the level of ABV increase year after year, you start to get into some weird territory after three. Only, only. For a certain amount of time, that sugar dies off and that fucking yeast is no longer fermenting and the ABV does not go up after a certain amount of time. And I do believe that time is one year. After one year, it does not reach any more potency. So it becomes a a flavor profile that's different. So no, I don't think they're covering their ass. I think that's what they, they meant it to taste a very specific way and that's what they want you to drink it as. And not go into the, oh, this has become so bitter. uh. Last year on their Instagram, they opened a bottle from 2014 and drank it. Oh, I'm sure that they fucking did. And I'm sure they brew it. So, yeah, they're going to get the people that truly like that taste in beer to fucking open it and enjoy the shit out of it. And I would be one of those people. Mm -hmm. because They even said in that post... It ages well, even seven years later. Yeah, and that's the thing. It literally says on the bottle, ages well. And that's a very important thing. And I think, you know what? Part of me wants to think that this might just be a capitalistic marketing idea of like, yeah, if you drink it within three years, encourages you to buy more, more frequently. And then your turnover is every three years or less, as opposed to every five or six years as somebody might be willing to dabble a little further, like us, because we're idiots. Yeah, but <laughs> when you're getting to territory of, like, $15 a bottle of beer. Yeah, that's why it's that four-pack, and they're like, yeah, it ages well. Because you're paying $15 per bottle, and you're getting that four-pack, drink one. Age another one for one year, drink it. Age another one for two years, drink it. Age another one for three years, and drink it. And that's your four bottles, and that's what they do recommend. So, I mean, it's a straightforward... So, yeah, they're turning around, maybe, oh, it's a capitalistic thing. Can you age them longer? Yeah, because I don't buy one four-pack when I see 120s. I I buy a couple of them because, yeah. I definitely agree with you there, Damoc. Or we could buy a keg and try to die. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, like last time, like Cecil. <laughs> like we did last time. Oh my god! Now I don't know about you guys. I want to pull something off crazy at some point, and that's being able to consume as a group at the same time one that has not been aged, one that's been aged for one year, two years, and three years, all in that same sitting to like line up a level of bottle aging for like one sit down, so everybody gets so- to taste. That variation. We would, to, we would have to get glasses and and you know measure off how much we're drinking, so everybody gets like you know one good <laughs> sip. So we're not like, yeah, let me drink uh, four one twenties in one city because that <laughs> no. sounds fucking horrible. No, 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 no. I'm more referring to getting together, having us somehow produce four separate bottles of different ages, and having it tried as a taste test there. Because I'd be very interested to see like. Obviously, our taste buds are all a little different, and obviously, the beer is meant to be aged. And when you factor in the only, the only kind of like random factor there of the year-to-year flavor profile that it already has, I wonder how much variation will actually taste. But also, uh, 
on that four bottles. That's how you end up doing keg stands in a bathroom in Massanutten. Cheers to that, Zyber. Cheers to that. <laughs> or, uh, or, or, or vomit your brains out, then walk cleanly, though. Walk back and get more. I'm pretty and, sure that I have a piss between, piss these... between your legs. I was going to say, I piss between these legs, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, we were good pretty old Massanutten. All right. Well, let's get into uh, what everyone's been playing or what their, you know, that's their state of games is or this pontificate word that Cecil constantly wants us to mention in the show because he really likes that word. It's also Game a up. word that after a full 120 minute, you cannot pronounce. Pontificate. It keeps us classy. Yes, it keeps us very classy and very snobby. So, Damoc, what is your uh, state oh, of games? Uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected and more Diablo 2 Resurrected and I haven't stopped playing Diablo 2 Resurrected. It's It's getting kind of bad. Like, I was addicted to Diablo 2 as a kid and now I'm addicted to Diablo 2 Resurrected. Even though it's fucking broken and janky and I don't like a lot of it, it's just too much of it is too good and uh, I played Diablo 2 Resurrected. Very nice. And uh, Zyber, what is your state of games? Well, I've been playing some Destiny 2. Uh, Cecil got me back into that. So I've been trying to hit that up as much as possible. I've been playing Ghost Recon Breakpoint, getting my ass handed to me on that. I don't think I should have it on the, like, basically nightmare mode. But hey, live and learn. I actually not been playing, but I started to get into Torchlight 3. That's about it. Now, Zyber, quick question for you. Now, I've got an unhealthy obsession back in the day with every Ghost Recon game all the way through Wildlands even. But for some reason, I haven't touched Breakpoint. How is it? Um, I'm not far into it. Uh, Blue's the better person to ask. I asked okay. him. He said it was worth playing. So I started playing it. It is all worth right. playing uh, so far into it. And I'm enjoying it. It's just I'm getting my ass handed to me. I'm not a stealth person, and that game requires you to do a lot of stealth. Hence Would you Ghost like Recon. a teammate that likes stealth? Yes. I'm in. <laughs> there we go. And, uh, D, what is your state of games? Well, I've been uh, cracking into that uh, new one, Metroid Dread on the Switch, so I'm liking it so far. Uh, reminds me of classic Metroid, but yeah, throw in a little bit of that survival horror in it, so that's a lot of fun. Been playing some old school, too. I, uh, cracked and decided to replay some, uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time on the Nintendo 64. Been playing some Super Mario 3 on the NES. Cracked old school, and, and, uh, mostly just playing, been playing a bunch of my kids, you know, Minecraft, um, uh, Super Smash Brothers on the Switch, so been playing my kids a little bit here and there. Uh, some Super Mario Kart and everything else, so just kind of bouncing around a bit so what if if i can cut in real quick you're playing minecraft java edition minecraft bedrock edition which one i believe uh on the 
Switch, I think it's the Bedrock Edition, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. On Switch, it's Bedrock Edition. Too yeah. easy. I've, I run a Java Minecraft server that all the, the kiddos and their family and all that shit play on. I was like, if you're doing that one, let me know, dude. I'll, I'll give you server invites. I was actually thinking of, uh, is that the one that you have on, uh, on Xbox slash PC? Uh, it's PC because it's the Java Edition. You have to play it on PC. Yeah, I'm thinking about putting that on there because my kids have been busting about wanting to try hacks and other stuff and mods, and they've been really wanting to play on a server and stuff, so. Might go with you later about that, man. Yeah, too easy. And it's all, uh, it's obviously my server, but it's a bunch of anywhere from 9 to, like, 15-year-olds. Yeah, and then me and Vintage, which is yeah. super awkward. I fall into that 9 to 15-year-old range pretty frequently. So, yeah, no building dicks and tits and all that. Yeah, no, no, no. Everybody's all good. Like, yeah, I'm and not I know skilled enough kids to on there. Build all the that. only dicks you can build are the ones that are only visible from way high up with an elytra when you get the angle just right. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm gonna start making. I'm gonna start making sculptures of famous people in the name Dick. <laughs> just be there like, you go. Yeah, you can throw a few Nixon statues in there. Kind of like what I send, uh, women always complain about, like, the dick pic things, and I'll send, like, a picture that's entitled dick pic, but it'll just be, like, you know, some famous guy named Dick. <laughs> yeah. I like sending deck pics. All right, Vintage, what is your state of games? Well, I've kind of been all over the place lately. Um, most of what I've been playing lately has been... Um, no Man's Sky, actually. I got back to the end of that and started doing a playthrough of that now right before that though i was obsessed with satisfactory to the point where my computer was running 24 7 for about eight or nine straight days because i thought i, I had efficiency right in the factory to produce what i needed to make so any time of day it would show i was available online and active which i definitely wasn't um but <clears throat> kind of put that on hold while waiting for the new update there no Man's Sky has been interesting. Um, <clears throat> I took Cecil's recommendation and did a new playthrough as opposed to try and carry over my old one. But now part of me wants to see what my old one even feels like now that I got the hang of it again. Um, but then I've been dabbling a little bit in Halo Master Chief Collection multiplayer, which I discovered they have one very horrific game-breaking bug that is at the game level of Master Chief Collection and not the individual games, and that's your controls on PC do not remain the same across games. So I'm playing multiplayer on Halo 3. It then will send me into, like, Halo Reach for the next game. And the control set, I have to spend 10 minutes resetting. There is no apply to all. There is no, like, like any games that have shoot, switch weapons, so on and so on, make that the same. No, you've got to do it every time. So, like, now I'm just waiting for uh, Halo 2 to be the last one that has to pop up for me so I can set those controls correctly. Because they don't let you switch between the game's control schemes in the menu to actually, like, set that, which is kind of ridiculous. Um... But I started playing yesterday for the first time The Ascent. That uh, very cyberpunkish kind of top-down. Is it Diablo-esque, Damoc, would you say, in kind of like that play style? I haven't Just played with it. guns? From what you've seen? Uh, yes, it, it, it's... It's more of like an original GTA shooter game, like Enter the Gungeon type deal, when 
from what mm-hmm. I saw. <clears throat> yeah, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, damn, the graphics are amazing. Um, I am playing on fully maxed out settings on my ultra wide with ray tracing and no DLSS Daymok because they don't even support it. So, man, oh, man. Is it absolutely beautiful to play the game that people were ranting and raving about, saying this is what the world of Cyberpunk 2077 should have looked like from launch on every system with this level of detail, this kind of world building, where it's not like super high tech. It's actually a lot of machine stuff, but just everyone's enslaved. (laughs) Have you been paying attention to... uh the sci-fi stuff, because a lot of the devs that worked on Witcher, Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk 2077, right before 2077 launched, they left uh, they left CD Projekt Red, and their new game that everybody is saying is what Cyberpunk 2077 should have been is called Invincible. Mm. And the new game trailer just came out. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, I really am interested in that. Well, hopefully, Damoc, we can have something to sink our teeth in, because... There was supposed to be cooperative or some sort of multiplayer-style gameplay from launch, but we'll see if we ever get that. <laughs> I'm okay with it, man. Like, I've liked all the patches that they put into 2077, um, and I'm just waiting for a chance to upgrade my rig, or at least my graphics card, so I can really get a decent playthrough of 2077 this time. I gotcha. I'm kind of in that stuck position, though. I've got every single achievement in Cyberpunk 2077. It is the only game I've ever gotten every single achievement. And that's just because, like, I found myself not willing to do grinds, but then I found all this downtime, like, oh, I've got 10 minutes while teleworking between this appointment and this appointment. I don't have any emails to respond to. Gonna drive across the map. Gonna do what I need to do to get this very grindy achievement. Might as well put the time in while I've got time to kill kind of thing. So that was helpful. Yeah, check uh, hashtag Gamer News and uh, put the article in there if you guys want to see it. Awesome. Well, I have tempted for several nights in a row to get into the Battlefield 2042 beta. And I can't get past the login screen. Like, I can't even log Uh, in. I can't sign in, can't sign out, can't play. So, I ended up playing Battlefield 5 with some friends going back in the old World War II games. Had some fun. We got some guys together, and we actually started kicking some butt and doing well. We I did one match where all I did was snipe or spot. And I just basically spent less time, like, killing people with the rifle uh, and more time just spotting for everyone. Just, like, put the spotter scope up and, like, oh, hey, guys, here's all your targets. Kill them. That's where they're at. That's where they're running from. But I did piss off. I'm pretty sure I pissed off this person. So this guy sees me. And anytime I was running in between positions, I left my rifle on my back or at my side. And I carried my sidearm. And that was like, and if I'm going to face anyone, I'm going to face someone with a semi-automatic handgun and hope I kill them. I killed a guy at 25 yards from me with the pistol. When he had the drop on me with his assault rifle, I killed him with that. I'd have to say I'm not a great gamer. I'm not a great player. I, I, I am not ashamed to admit that. And I was pretty proud of that moment. I'm sure I pissed him off. Handsome. Oh, dude, I would have been fucking livid. Like, 
God, you can't not fucking you can't hit me with the pistol and I've got my assault rifle. Cheater, hacker, reporting, reporting. Yeah, so three bullets oh. is three bullets, and that's what I like about the Battlefield series. Three yeah, good shots is a kill. Yeah, and I mean, I was and I was getting annoyed in the first two matches because all I was doing was hitting getting body shots with the rifle, and it wasn't like really powerful, so body shots weren't really going to do anything. So I wasn't even getting kills. I was just getting like assists. And that's why I like to play hardcore in Battlefield because bullets do real damage in hardcore. <laughs> yeah, but well, we had some buddies of mine who weren't paying attention and were shooting friends in hardcore. So <laughs> we're going to do that for much longer. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. It was nice to get back into some gaming, seeing how I haven't been playing that much. So I actually did get into the 2042 beta. I played for like three, four hours. It was no, fun. No, you didn't. No, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. Nope, you got Blizzard, okay? That was it. You, you got stuck at a login screen, and then your characters weren't fucking there, and then they got rolled back for 45 minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> no, but 2042 like was pretty fun. Hmm? Is that like Daymax 20-minute poop? I'm, sure moon, I'm pretty sure Moonfat experienced the same thing and then you're like well I've got meetings to do and he's like never mind it's working now and you're like damn it <laughs> but uh, no 2042 was fun um, I played that very briefly for a couple hours I'm just, actually I'm a little bothered I did not mention that in my state of games um, very fun I will tell you Blue at first I was very uncomfortable with the fact that if you switch magazine types for your fire for your weapon y- it they have two totally separate ammo counts. And then it finally clicked when somebody told me, hey, you're using different types of bullets for those magazines. So obviously it's going to pull from a slightly different stash of ammo. FMJ versus hollow point kind of thing. Just based on the magazine type, which was cool. That's interesting. Yeah, but the on the fly was definitely nice. No, no, no. You should not be using different fucking ammunition in a war simulator. All right? It's fucking steel-tipped, armor-piercing fucking rounds only. That's it. Done and done. Nothing else. You want to pierce body armor, plus you want to rip into vehicles and hopefully get a fucking shot through the bulletproof glass. Mm-hmm. I understand. But we're talking like, oh, we'll have a smaller, like, third, as opposed to a 30-round mag in an AK-like rifle. Here's a 20-round mag in an AK-like rifle, but it's armor-pierce tips. And that's, that's got its separate own ammo. <laughs> I agree with you, Damoc, but it is nice to fucking plow through some kids. Okay, let me rephrase that. It is very enjoyable <laughs> to just <laughs> wow, mow down people. Sauce, <laughs> so much that's for that Minecraft sauce. server. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Holy to shit. mow down some people with one ammo type, and then be able to switch and be like, well... They're telling me that this has more range, so my my brain is telling me that there's likely a little more powder behind this charge. So, cool. It may be a 20-round mag, but maybe for this range, I'm going semi-automatic and popping them three times as opposed to just trying to melt them at point blank. So that actually has been kind of nice. The I will tell you, though, the switching between muzzle brakes is the greatest thing on the fucking planet. If they got rid of all other modifications... 
to the guns, but just allowed you to change muzzle break in combat, I would fucking love it. You know how many times I'm like, alright, I'm sneaking up. Oh, they spotted me, but now I've got a suppressor, and it's a video game, so I'm gonna have some damage fall off, or my range is gonna be slightly reduced because they don't calculate damage correctly with a suppressor like they shouldn't, like it works in real life. It is so nice to be able to switch over to just a standard muzzle break at that point and maintain full damage and be like, well, they already know I'm here kind of thing. Well, I'm looking forward to playing the game once it actually comes out. My friends and I have always enjoyed playing Battlefield together. But let's get into some topics for this evening. So, um, who here likes DC Comics? I do. I do. Anybody like anybody like actively like reading comic books? Not right like, now. No. No. Yeah. Neither am I. Well, well we're going to talk about this because it's like news related. So Superman's gay. I no, mean, wrong. I He's wrong. bi. Wrong. No, no, no his all son wrong. is all wrong. You're it's... all wrong. <laughs> He's bi. Nope. Damoc. 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 You you seen you those tights? Read. You didn't read. Superman's didn't read. son. Is he yes, a yes, it is. It's, son. It is by? it's the yes. son of Kal El. Is the name it's, of the? It's it's of, it's, it's like what like John Clark instead of Clark or John Kent instead of Clark Kent. Yeah, yes. something like John that. Kent. So, yeah. so Superman's son, who has majority of the powers that his father has, um, is coming out as gay in the DC comics. No, he's coming again, out as bi. Wrong. He's coming out as bi. Okay, bi. Okay, so let me just clarify something. He's still Superman, but he's not like OG okay. Superman. He no, still no, goes no. by Hold Superman. On. Hold the fuck on. He is Superman. Fantastical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so he will. He's expected to come out as bisexual and will share a kiss with his boyfriend Jay Nakamura and issue number five. Um. Plot twist, they're siblings, and he's not actually bi. So, I, I gotta agree with the, uh, I gotta agree with the actor Dean Kane on this one. Um, it's bandwagony. I mean, it's, this is like the, to me, comics, comics to me were like always like f- looking at issues of the time, like f- real problems. Like fighting, like there's like the whole thing with like the World War Two like comics, like punching Hitler in the face. Um, I think it was mostly Marvel that did that. I don't remember if DC did that, but it's just like, yeah. So we've got openly gay people, bisexual people these times, but like there's real problems in this world that I think that comics could focus on, and this isn't one of them. I think they should be focusing instead of like. Like, uh, like the the stuff that goes on, like is going on in Afghanistan. Like, why isn't he like going over there and like, you know, like saving people? Ooh, or can't touch that. Can't touch that. Because women's wrong. rights outside of the United States don't matter. That's yeah. my hot take. Yeah. So so all right. Let let you know my I I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up just a little bit and then we're gonna get into hear other people's opinions and maybe I'll add in more of my own. But it's it's bandwagging. There's other things that he could be doing besides just oh he's gay like that's that's not what characters not were gay about. stop Bi- saying whatever that he's gay. bisexual whatever LGBT no L- not LGBT not at fucking all dude he's coming out as bisexual L- which is LGBT 
Yeah, no, yes, he's not. I did That's post something. Damoc, you even Hold liked it. On, I posted a Reddit thread about a guy posting on the r slash LGBT and was like, Hold up, someone want to explain to me why the B in LGBT stands for bisexual as in there's two genders? You have now been banned from r slash LGBT. Yeah, well, but the thing is that, that the, yeah, the B does stand for bi. So LGBT, yes, that no, does. I understand, but they're not going that direct route. By making him buy, they are leaving it open, and that would be okay. They got to do something. Because guess what? Whether you like it or not, and, and this is going to go super fucking political if I keep going, but whether you like it or not, the world has always been this way. Period. United, the United States the is Romans. the most fucking purest bullshit ass country in the entire world we are the most sexually repressed for a fucking reason entirely and it's wrong because the bible actually doesn't say anything against it period it doesn't there's no actual passage that is directly against it and that's america that does all this shit europe yeah. it's acceptable across the board uh, the rest of the world, aside from ultra hardcore fucking Middle Eastern countries and Russia, um, and, <laughs> no, R- Russia's pretty pro. But okay, no, actually Anyways. they're not. Ooh, really not. Hold no, on, hold on, hold on. I'm only Russia half paying gay. attention. Did you just try and tell me that Russia's pretty okay with homosexuality? I said bisexual. Ooh, still but no. The, yeah, that's Russia's a weird one. Rough. That that plays into like a okay, roman the, empire-esque yeah, opinion anyways anyways continue you, whether you like it or not that is the path that we are moving into and yes is it bandwagging kind of i can understand where it looks like it's bandwagoning because it's it's introducing that and everything but they're introducing a limited run they didn't change all of their characters they didn't change all they didn't suddenly say hey superman's gay or superman's been by this whole time you guys just never knew and blah yeah, blah which... they're introducing a side character to bring forth and as long as they do it the right way and make it a back and forth thing uh i do believe it's going to capture the audience because guess what the kids are fucking buying they're all buying the fucking rainbow flags. They're all buying all this shit. Uh, if you want to make fucking are. money, some of them, no, ninety nine percent of them. It's dude, go to a fucking uh, okay. Then would you say? You would you say kid, instead of bandwagoning? Go to high and take it away. Instead of yeah. bandwagoning, would you say they're doing lip service? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm not gonna yes. touch that one. Well, okay, so 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 you're right. Yeah, the Bible the Bible doesn't say anything that no, you should not. Have, no, sex is an evil, horrible thing. No, it is celebrated between married. Um, that's their contention on that. But the whole thing that I'm getting at with the bandwagoning thing, I, I fine, gay. That's dude. That's that's or sorry, you are correct. Bi, bisexual, fine. That's your decision, you know. I'm not gonna not gonna hate on you for that. What I'm ha- what I don't like is the fact that they do have other characters that they've created that have not done well in this avenue, being ex- solely focused on that. And this this may be a bridge between. I mean, he's. I'm sorry, son of Superman, whatever. It's kind of a copy even if he wasn't bisexual it's still a copy it's not reinventing it's not making something new it's just kind of like repurposing powers repurposing kind of like a shell 
It's not no, branching no, out, no, really. No, they can branch out exceedingly well with this. There's I mean, maybe absolute they can- big potential for branching out. Because Superman's story was, you know, he woke up on Earth and he had no idea of his past and all of that. And then he had to learn through the fucking humans that raised him, you know, to be a kind and gentle person, to become a fucking hero and all of that. Now you have his son and his son... So, in my head, it all makes sense. His son, yes, is his dad's a fucking big badass. How are you going to live up to your fucking dad's legacy at this point in time? You're probably a little spun out in your head to begin with. Make him bisexual. Have a little bit of fun. The kid's still trying to figure shit out, and they're going from there. And they can really... Like, the kid doesn't have to figure out his superpowers as much as his dad had to on his own. He's got some mentoring... And yeah, I, I think they actually could greatly expand. Hold on. Worst on case universe. scenario, he goes gay. Superman still has his kid Connor, which is basically his clone. But yeah, vintage. Yeah, so I kind of agree with all of you a little bit on this. But where I kind of I fall into it is I don't like having a, a character, whether it's a comic book, movies, what have you, having like a primary point on who they are is what their sexuality is. And that just comes down to that's, that's just how I feel in general. Do I care that you guys are straight or bi or anything? What, whatever you guys don't maybe, I don't gender. care. Fuck you, Zyber. I'll do whatever I want because this is America. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't think that that needs to be a primary point you make about someone. That's why, like, I really enjoyed, like, um, I, I think they made, they uh, ended up coming out and saying, like, uh, Star-Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy was bisexual. But the way they Star-Lord did it. Star-Lord is Gay-Lord. The way they did it, though, was they kind of, like, teased it a little bit. They hinted at it, and it wasn't, like, a right-up-front-in-your-face kind of thing. It was like, hey, he fielded an offer for a date with a guy, and he didn't, compl- he didn't like, shut it down in any way. It was like, oh, maybe, sure. That'd be nice. Like, and it wasn't, like, this be-all, end-all, like, this is now your character now. And that's kind of how I kind of feel like they're treating Superman's son here, where it's just like, yeah, you may be the son of Superman, but you know what the most important thing you're bringing to this world is? You're bi. I think, I think a lot, uh, I think the biggest problem, like, I think deep down with, like, you know, all these Marvel, DC, and everything that's, it's getting, like, put under, like, the woke umbrella. I think the whole problem with woke is, is not that you're trying something new or you're trying to give something equal to the LGBT, is that you're basically just saying, oh, I don't want to piss off anybody. Here, here, buy my shit. Here, we're just changing main characters or just changing shit. That, see, see, look at, look at, we're, 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 we're trying to serve you now. Yeah, buy our shit. It's forced. It's not well done. It's like forced in your face rather than taking either new IPs, new characters, and introducing them with the, and introducing that. They're just kind of changing shit and shoving your face. Take like the He-Man thing, right? Did they introduce a new and interesting character that's black or whatever? No, they just made one of He-Man's ancestors a black guy. And it's like, okay, genetically that doesn't make any fucking sense. And that's like such a minor character. Why didn't you give one of the other characters? There actually are a few you could have used. You could have brought into the spotlight. Okay, eventually you can be white if an ancestor is black. I am living proof of this. I have a DNA test. Yes, but when you take a look at the royal family (laughs) and his families, it's, it's, it's like... They had a previous character. What I'm saying is, 
instead of just changing shit and just swapping genders, race, and everything, is to say, oh, look, we did a minor character. Like, everybody be happy now. Now we're with it. How about you actually give people some equality? A new major character. Do something original. Make it blend into the story instead of just throwing it up front. It's, like, so jarring because it just doesn't make sense. It's like... It's like, you know, it's like if you take Superman, it's like, you know, instead of saying, hey, let's introduce a new character, happens to be gay, something they can look up to, a new superhero. It's like, okay, you know, Superman's been married to Lois Lane. Fuck it. Bitch, I'm divorced. I'm gay now. It's like, it would, it just, you could do it well. Not just Bitch, fuck I want up. dick, damn it. You can't give that to me. <laughs> so, Day-mock. I don't think you've. Did anybody actually read the article and do a little bit more research after reading the one article? Because I don't think that you really. guys are taking this the right way. I mostly no, I, really no, I was just taking it as a general it. A, like, a general thing and, and type. I just read a little bit about it. I really don't read comics that much anymore, and I don't really give a shit if they made Superman Sun by. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there, D. I think I just I my point I just wanted to make with that was exactly what I already said. Is like. I don't like it being kind of like a front and forth. And now, granted, thank God they're not approaching it from the other perspective of like, some dude is really into Superman and Superman has to cope with maybe he might be bi, but maybe he's also being an asshole to this guy because he's not sure what he is. Like, at least they're not approaching it from that perspective because Superman would be permanently canceled. Hold (laughs) on, hold on. But could you imagine getting a blowjob from Superman? What that would yes. be like? Yeah, I think uh, we've all imagined that quite Come a few on. times. It'd that's, be that's Superman. That's the one homoerotic fantasy I think all guys have. Like, oh man, Superman blowjob would be. But anyways, I think we. What are about missing... Batman and all the toys? I think... <laughs> uh, it, it... I think the point's being missed a little bit. Right, you are getting a new IP. You are getting a new character. And they did not go crazy out of their way to be like, okay, Superman's son, hella gay, we're going this direction, we're going to make it fucking crazy, buy our shit, we're going to rainbow flag the fuck out of everything. They didn't do that. They said, hey, heads up, we are making his son bisexual, and we are going to have him kiss a boy in this comic coming up. But that does not mean that's going to be... His entire adventure. Like I said, they have a huge... Reading a whole bunch of other sources, they have the huge... Superman's gone. It's going to be Superman's son. Because Superman... I mean, let's be honest. He hasn't been selling very well. His movies I just went on a tangent, man. I wasn't commenting great. about that. I was just ta- a tangent about cult, woke culture, man. <laughs> no, I know. But, like, in woke culture is an interesting subject. And like, own, yeah. 90% of it's good. 10% of it is scum of the fucking earth but that can be said just about almost anything but you know it's just interesting I, I was reading more about it and i don't think it is what it's it's been made to be from when we've graced the topic it is an it's an own brand new ip they're not making superman gay or bisexual they are introducing his son they were giving everybody a heads up this is going to be something that they're going to get into they're going to address it and move forward if it doesn't go well then perfect they can switch them over to girls if it goes well then they can have them flip-flop back and forth and that's going to be their saving grace from all these other failed, I'm going to make the fucking, oh man, what was it? The ambiguously gay duo in the Playboy fucking magazines. Oh, man, yes. Saturday Night Live comic. did that shit too. 
Yeah, yeah, and then I mean they and oh they've tried God. other things like the snowflakes. I think is what their their actual name were or something like that. They were like, they were they were these woke kind of characters. There was one superhero that she was like she had a backpack that was like bottomless and she was like overweight, and she was like she had all these like she checked all these identity boxes, and. That's where I and that comic didn't sell very well. It did bad. It was it was not it was not one of DC's best work. And if this is if this is the summation of his character, and he's done some things that I would have to say are a little like wonky, like oh he's like trying to help the DACA kids. It's just like okay, like there are like there are other issues in this world that I think like yeah maybe that affects like a small group of people, but there's something that like. The thing is, is like these characters were people that like they addressed issues that affected everyone or affected a large majority of people. Like World War Two had a big effect. Like the you know, you could talk about things like Afghanistan, like people being stuck over in places like there's there's some relation there with other people who have been like in, in countries where they're trapped because of uh, regime change and they're trying to get out for their own their own safety and like super or John Kent that's what is, yeah John comes in and you know helps these people out like there's there's certain things that I that I I fear that this could go down a road and you're right the buy thing does give them all like they can flip the switch if they feel like it's not going the right way but I feel like if this becomes the main focus, and this is just, you know, this 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 idea of it just being this sexuality, like, it, if that's the main focus, I feel like it's taking away from, like, what else is he? And that's what my concern is. And that's what they've done with other characters. Like, they've got more to him than just this. And I, he's doing better than those other characters that I mentioned. But when they focus so narrowly on boxes checking boxes i feel like you take away from a story zyber right i mean on that whole checking boxes thing where do you draw the line i mean what's next uh damian wayne is a fucking transgender or something i where do you draw the line do you just continue doing the comics in their natural progression or do like you said, continue jerking off society and checking all these boxes. So, Blue, you keep comparing it to, hey, man, you know, we had these comics of fucking World War II, and why don't they do something about Afghanistan? They'll never touch that fucking subject with the uh, 100-foot pole with two condoms on it, man. They That's did it in the, the uh, Marvel MCU. Nope, they stayed the fuck away from the actual withdrawal. So they stayed away from the withdrawal of troops entirely. They stayed away from the downfall of Afghanistan entirely. Why? It's anti-U.S. government if they were to cover it. And when we're looking at World War II, we were doing massive pro-U.S. government propaganda across the board because everybody was doing their part to smash the Nazis. Not everybody's doing their part to do a shameful withdrawal out of Afghanistan and let's go ahead and publicize it and then let's, you know, make it a big deal and then let's write it down in all these crazy history books and let's idolize it. 
And we idolize killing the Nazis. Americans do, at least. I mean, fuck. Our whole culture idolizes... How many goddamn World War II video games come out where you kick the shit out of all the Nazis, right? I think there's 19 games every other day that get released, from independent studios to AAA titles to everything. We idolize the fuck out of that. Can we idolize the AAA titles? You no longer kill Nazis because that's not okay. Killing a Nazi is now a protected group, and you can't talk about it. That's not true. They're implied Nazis. They're implied Nazis. Just look at, like, Call of Duty Vanguard and Call of Duty World War II and a handful of others. They don't refer to them as the Nazis anymore. No, they don't. And they don't use the Nazi paraphernalia anymore because what? Because we have a white supremacist problem in the United States. And guess what they do? Oh, they play the video games, except they choose the side of the Nazis so they get these authentic, great-looking uniforms and they smash the allies and live through weird shit, just like if you were to download a school shooter fucking video game. Yeah. The fuck is wrong with you? Uh, <sighs> but, but so, now, I, I can see him not touching the Afghanistan situation because there's nothing to rally behind. That was a huge blunder in American history. That will go down as a massive blunder in American history yes. because we have fucked up after fucked up after fucked up. I promise there will be no fucking helicopters. This is not the last chopper out of Saigon. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah, guys. We that was a and, massive blunder. And they but should they should they, they touch should, that they won't stuff. touch it. They but they won't touch it with a superhero because it's not a realistic thing. But we can have Captain America kicking the shit out of the Nazis. Not a fucking problem, dude. I mean, we kicked the shit out of the Nazis. No big deal. The whole world loved it. We loved it. We idolized the fuck out of it. We are not idolizing um, shit. We you went see to a lot of Vietnam, us Vietnam with Iron Man. The original Iron Man comics were in uh, the Asian countries during Vietnam. Remember, yeah. it was never, ever the Vietnam War. It yes. was the Vietnam conflict. Yes. And therefore, we can say that we won, just like when George W. Bush got on that fight was the USS Enterprise and declared, mission accomplished, the global war on terror is over in, what, 2004? 2003? Three. I think it was three. Yeah. And he said, mission accomplished, we're good, the war is over. Now we have an Iraq conflict and an Afghanistan conflict, so we can't lose and shame those fucking things. So why can't we do Desert Storm? Desert Storm um, was actually looked boring. at some... Uh, yeah. Well, the the major events and battles in there I wish would get a little more things because when was the last but time wait, you heard Desert about... Desert Storm? Isn't that all CSGO or CS is? I mean, Fuck you. It doesn't have a campaign. They don't explore it in an accurate sense. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's a good point. I you know, it there are some things that are anti-American, but there's there's some things you can be pro-American. I mean, you talk about their, you know, like you know, people over you here. You alienate people. Who are you alienate for, people. Okay, in yeah, okay. So let's let's talk about let's let's talk about bringing some people in here. So let's talk about like looking at people who identify as LGB and as humans no no let's let's look at them as let's look at them as humans and then let's and let's have i heard the same thing you did damn stop stop let's have john kent go over in iran and and save some people who who identify that way no why not wrong why you're going to alienate 
a whole fucking country and anybody that has any pride that's half Iranian or full Iranian living in the United States because now you have a U.S. superhero going over to their country and fixing all the mistakes. No, 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 no. not talking about fixing. I'm talking about saving people. Saving these people right. who would oh, be otherwise oh. killed. Now, just go in there. Now, I'm not talking about let's go to Iran and change everything with John Kent. Like, no, no, no. Go there and so find John, these people John and save over them. And, and saves, saves people. Uh, you know, Muhammad getting stoned in the courtyard because he's gay. Yes. Something like that. Like, I mean, that's, that's you know, that's simple in the most basic way. I'm sure they can flesh it out into something more action-packed. But yeah, like, why doesn't he go do that? Why? Because we won't actually ever do that. No, no, but we we're not. We're not him. That's the that. thing. He's yeah, John we Kent. We've done. Is stuff he? He's like not that U.S. Before. He's not Sergeant John Kent. He ain't. He's not Lieutenant John Kent. He's not Captain John Kent. He's not Private John Kent. He is John Kent. He is the son of Superman. Save the people. But they won't do you that. Have, you have. A bisexual, mm-hmm. fucking white male who associated to, with America, going there a, just to say no, no. He's associated with America, so he's an American bisexual white male going to a Middle Eastern country that notoriously is anti-U.S. And he's and? going there and toppling the regime no by no, no not toppling person. oh that's what hey, you're getting he's an alien. into no, i'm not getting into toppling. racist i'm getting into oh, it doesn't John matter Connor. don't forget ronald reagan ronald reagan sent superman to do the u.s's bidding in tons of the comics so don't even get me started and then like connor snuck into places that he wasn't supposed to be so Kent right. can sneak yeah, into but places connor is a product of cadmus which yes, is okay, a but, secret government. but he still had the S, which still making an association right. with the big guy. And so the thing is, is that yeah, I'm not saying he needs to go in there and kill and, and like kill or beat up the Ayatollahs. I'm saying go there to save people. The UN saves people without Whoa. doing <laughs> military saves conflict. People. Yeah, there are air quotes <laughs> in that. No, they, no, but I the got thing you. is I understand. Is, I, I understand what you're saying. Why don't we have a superhero that can do all that? Well, we can't do it because that's a whole politically charged move entirely that would really have a massive fucking backlash across the board for DC, for Marvel, whoever the fuck it was. From who? Would have a, ma- a worldwide backlash. But people, su- story. Oh, but people nope, support nope. LGB. Remember, it doesn't fucking matter. You were taking DC Comics or Marvel Comics. It doesn't fucking matter. They're both a ultra fucking white male associated and American fucking comics. Regardless, now you're taking these fucking. It doesn't. He can be bisexual. He can be fucking gay. It can be a lesbian character. Doesn't matter. You could even make her black for all that fucking matter. But now you're going into a notoriously anti-U.S. country and saving people because they need saving because only America can save people. You're going to get into a whole fucking nasty... But yes, they're going on behalf of America. Association So so you're telling me that John Kent stands for the national anthem, says that he is for the red, white, and blue like the old Superman used to be. I highly doubt it. I think that he's more along the lines of he's not a big fan of the U.S. government and that he is not like he's not for America. He's for the world. He's for the world. That's what I think he probably is. 
Because there's this, there's this been this whole contention comics? with... No, I have not. But there's been this whole contention where Superman has been a citizen of the world and not a citizen of America. Not for the, the American way was what it used to be, the old Superman cartoons. Like, I think they were from like the 70s or the 80s. He evolved into a beacon of peace globally. Yes. So that's the thing. It's a beacon of worldwide peace. So he, if he's got that card in his deck, like he's not Captain America or it's like Captain America. He's just John Kent. He's for the peace of the human race. That's how they, they've played his father in these new movies. They haven't played him as an American. I don't listen to the U.S. military. You know, he stood against them. He says he's here to help the world, to help the people of the world. The Justice League helped the world. Didn't help America. It just happened to help America every now and then. But that's the but thing. Then you they also have could play the Justice him that League way. of America. But but the fact is is that I think that there's more that they could get to, but instead, if they're gonna focus on just he's kissing a guy, it's like it's not really what these guys were about. No, I think it's going to be more than that. I honestly think I it's hope. going to be more than kissing a guy, but I think that your expectations of Superman them going manga into that, confirmed. Yeah, I, I think that <laughs> you're you're trying to get into a spot where no, no company is dumb enough to take on that outreach because it's going to be seen. An American company making American comic books for Americans. Okay? The global audience some of them buy our shit. Most of them don't. It's, uh, comic books are still a very American thing. The right? Warner license on and Superman is global, Damoc. Oh, I never but said that they don't Damoc's have global right. licenses. It is, a, it is an American concept. It's not a manga. It's a comic. It's an American concept. And he's right on that. Right. And, and, and I'm not saying that we're the only ones that have fucking, you know, cartoon fucking books and shit like that. No, no, I'm we not saying that. I'm have... saying Superman is written in each country in its own way. Yes. In that, yes. Because, like I said, some of the countries buy our shit and they're interested, but not all of them entirely. But still, comics themselves are seen as very, very American. Right, and, and it is what it is. You can't have Americans going into a non-American country and saving their people because it looks okay, like, then oh, look it, how bad the Iranians are. Have it be the version of Superman from, say, uh, France or Abu Dhabi. That's fine. That's not a problem. But now you're not talking about Superman's son. I come yeah. here to liberate my people from the eternal sand. You are. You, any, you have something negative to say. You listen to me. <laughs> you are having Superman's son go in. It's just the way it's written in that country. How is that any different than it being from, say, Warner Studios, uh, DC so Comics? Keep in New mind, York. though. Keep in mind. Hold on a second. Superman's son is not international entirely yet. Superman's son but is a new be. range of fucking. Oh, oh maybe. Maybe they have big plans for it, but also remember we were just talking about earlier. There are several countries that do not allow bisexual and or homosexual fucking imagery or even base storyline. And China if is if, one of them. If, if, if yeah, and if DC is truly going to make that a big part of uh, Superman's son and going to stick to it, they're going to have to alter it entirely for some of these other countries. So. 
I, and I understand where you're coming from, Zyber. Superman was a straight, cis, white male fucking go forward, do good, and he wanted global unity and everything. But at first, he was very American and only wanted American things, and he only helped America for the longest time. Then he branched out. Then he wanted the global thing. He evolved. But you have overall. to think you're you're going from gold age, to silver age, to bronze age, to modern. And the bronze to modern is where the the metamorphosis of what the gold and silver was uh, just vanished. That was written out. You got into more modern ways of thinking outside of World War II, outside of Vietnam, outside of the Korean War, outside of... Superman joining the military to show America, hey, if I'm doing it, so can you. Right, that was all propaganda during the war. Absolutely. Right. Once you got into the modern age, uh, from, like, say, I think it's 85 to, like, current, Superman went from that all-American boy, for America, by America, whatever, to a global sensation and written as a global entity. Because everybody evolved. Everybody evolved. Not just the comic. The, right. No one wanted to do... No one wanted to read fucking the same old comics about right, World right. War II and Superman Smash. So yes, he had to evolve and now this Warner is Studios, the next stage of evolution. Warner Studios England, France, Russia, Japan, Cyber, there's no, Asia. There, there's no problems there. Right. Everybody, There's no Each dispute those, over he's not a global. No, hold on. He was written into those countries and their values. Not... It's not uh, the comic that is written in New York City going to those countries. It's that country writing a comic about Superman in their country. It's not the same comic. Yes, but no. It's still the same hero. It's still the same hero, yes, but it's in their country. He is fighting for them, not just America. Right. He's become, and there's no disagreement. Where he's is become Superman's a global home? entity. Where's Superman's home? Uh, in America. Antarctica. Are you sure? Right, exactly. Antarctica. Yeah. No, Who owns Antarctica? Antarctica? Yes, it is. The, the United States? No, it's Antarctica. Antarctica. He's the, his the, fortress, the of fortress of solitude. Is no, his home is where he fucking grew up with his parents. That's and his where he parents grows up. Are fucking that's different. Oh, yeah. no, that's what he calls, no, he calls it home in everything, including modern. It is home. Now, his Fortress of Solitude, yes, he goes back to his Fortress of Solitude. That is where he goes. But when he talks about home, when he reminisces about home and all that and where he's from, he doesn't even talk about the original fucking planet and all that. He talks about that fucking that farmhouse that he was on. So we can argue, does he live in the Fortress of Solitude now? Yes. Where is his home? Kansas. Fucking Midwest America. He's yes, Smallville, Camar, born Kansas. and bred. That's where Correct. he grew up. But his Correct. That might be his childhood home, but his modern home is Fortress Solitude. That's where he can keep everything safe. That's where he can keep neutral. Even when they had the um what was it? The Javelin uh space station. Javelin? I think that's what it's called. Uh yes. in space before Cadmus Force them to destroy it. 
the solitude. I'm just saying, Fortress Solitude. When somebody was says, home. "Where are you from? Where's your home?" and all that kind of good shit, dude. Uh, I mean, I'm from California. I will say, hey, California is my home. That's where I was born and raised. Most everybody, I would assume here, would say the same type of thing. If somebody says, hey, man, where are you from? Where's your home? We're like, oh, well, I'm originally from blah, 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 but I live in blah, blah now. Right? And so Superman's home. He was born and raised a, an American. They made sure that he was a red-blooded American. They didn't wipe the canon out from the original Superman comics. They never actually rewrit it. They did not wipe the canon out. No, they out. didn't. They didn't wipe there. it out. They made they it so that him. he could be a global hero, basing him out of Antarctica instead of just white cornbread, all-American, Smallville, Kansas. Correct. He evolved. And that's what I'm saying. His son is the next step in the evolutionary process for Superman going forward. Because at this point, it sounds like mm, Superman's going to do some weird off adventures and they can have his son pick up a lot of things and carry the torch from there. But they already did see, this arc one time over with Superman's son. I, don't, I haven't seen uh, it. With Superman about 10 million. So, like, now they're doing another version of it outside of the 10 million, or I should say 10 million sons, because that's the equivalent of years he spent living in the sun. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't see anything about Superman's son before. This is the first I'm hearing that Superman had a son. And I'm like, uh, I'm not quite sure how that works. Yeah, but he, uh, yeah. in, uh, tell, uh, excuse me, in 10 million sons, he had a child with this really dem deranged goddess lady. And he was a real terror. Vintage. I just wanted to briefly mention, you know, we were talking about how Superman can't really get involved in these things without being looked at as like supporting the American ideals because of who the Middle East typically is referred to as in the U.S. and alienating that entire population. If you guys watched the boys on Amazon Prime or read the comics for it, they approach it from almost like a full 180 flip of that exact concept, which is... You've got superheroes that are corporatized that are somewhat looked at as the bad guys in in the show, but in the comic. But they're trying to convince the U.S. government, specifically through Congress, to let these superheroes effectively act on behalf of the United States. Let them get involved in these conflicts with the full backing that they're not going to be given like war crimes or something like that for participating in military action. So I just thought it was very interesting with... They, they talk about that. They do have some very minor involvement you get to see before it's formalized because they're like, hey, look what we can do kind of thing. But they definitely approach that from the perspective of like, yeah, this is definitely bad. Like uh, a superhero acting on behalf of the United States now wouldn't necessarily be looked at as so much of a positive everywhere in the world as it was back during World War II, where... Oh, well, it just happens to be the U.S., but the whole world fucking hates the Nazis, and it's great to watch them get their asses kicked kind of thing. Um, the only other point I wanted to make was 
why can't we just accelerate the world to World War III with China, where everyone can hate China or whoever is instigating, whether that's China or North Korea or what have you, so we can have a superhero from the United States get involved and it be considered a positive thing again. I want that in my comics again. I want to be alive and tell my future kids, hey, I grew up during the same time that Superman was over there fighting those communists or whatever we want to refer to them as when World War III breaks out, but... That global support, I don't know if we're ever going to get to again because of the just international divide that we have. It's seemingly on a very basic level where it's no longer what's your opinion on this? What's your opinion on that? It very much comes down to, well, I'm an American. Oh, that's fantastic. You're an American. You must support the war in the Middle East that killed many people that weren't necessarily terrorists or was looked at and frowned upon by the people that lived there. Like... There's a there's a lot of bullshit with that. I just want to move past it and fight the next I mean, war and it be fully be, supported yeah. internationally. <laughs> no, that's not. I'm, I think we're done with wars for I'm a being, bit, hopefully. You, you could tell the sarcasm in that. <laughs> yeah, you were facetious. I got it. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm watching, uh, after reading a couple articles and a couple things, I'm going to go and buy the, uh, the Superman Sun comic. Well, you let us know how it, um, how it shapes out and if it's, uh, if it's enjoyable. Let's, yeah, uh, I'm curious. Let's go ahead and get into our, uh, our next segment. Uh, we're going to play a little game. Um, I'm Blue Shark 45 and I like changing things up on this show. We haven't done something First, like this. First, let me say thank you, Blue, for ever. having me but, on the show and obviously well, making me feel welcome it's been a long time uh, since so uh, you and i have game been on the show together and i can tell where, you you were a fantastic so the premise host, of this game really appreciate is your time. anyway you're in a game vintage video sync. game we're gonna i'm gonna list off these video games and you can only pick you guys can usually find me roaming around from the Discord this video from time game. to time um not quite the same um, level of shit posters handheld, Daymok, but so I you like either to have to be able to hold it in one or two hands because no vehicles, Daymok, there could be two that no that like, game. you know, like uh, super cannon that, once in a while, space station, I, I just has Twitch, to be something uh, like that you would carry as a player excuse me, with one to two PC. hands. Um, I play and all sorts of things. If you guys want to see me stream given at all, that option hear my points of view in a game, just harass me in the like, Discord. That's usually the, the best table, way to convince pick your me one that weapon, now's a good time to get stream. ammo every anyway, time you you guys. move through any mission. And you'll and this is the only ammo that you will pick up. What is the one weapon that you will use from start to finish of this game? So let's go ahead and start off with something like Medal of Honor Frontline, or if you haven't played that before. It's a World War II based game, so let's pick something like any Call of Duty World War II game or any other World War II game. The the weapons are pretty much standard procedure. So, Damoc, what weapon would you pick to start off a game of like Call of Duty World War II or Medal of Honor Frontline start to finish? Uh, it's the... Um is it the Sturmgewehr, the first assault rifle ever okay. built? Because the thing you could fucking slam it against concrete as hard as you can with with two hands, and it's still gonna load that magazine and still gonna fire. And it was accurate as fuck for being one of the first assault rifles ever. Plus, the rate of fire was nasty and bigger fucking damage, and you can tear into fucking armor with it. All right, I like that. Uh, Cyber, what about you? 
Um, grenade launcher. Rocket launcher, whatever mm. the equivalent. So, like the bazooka, huh? the stunzer, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has to be, it has to be the weapon that was from that game. So, like the yeah, I the can't Stufus. remember what it's fucking called, but yeah. Okay. Blow crap up as you move well, through. Well, which one? So, grenade launchers weren't quite a thing then. So you have the the German Panzerwaffe, and then you have bazookas, which were the allies. Bazooka. Bazooka, yeah, bazoombas. Oh man, bazoombas. No. Okay. Bonds are fast. I just, easy to reload and fire again. Just gotta hope that no one gets too close. All right. What about you, D? I said I cast fireball, not how big the room was. <laughs> D. Yeah. Help if I turn my mic nuke <laughs> off. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna side with Daymok on that, on that, because uh, th- those things were so fucking versatile. Okay. And you could use them also, if you run out of ammo, you could use them as a fucking club. <laughs> oh yeah, they were not light by any means, but I mean, we're talking video games, so I don't have to worry about my strength. Yeah, or endurance, exactly. Oh, I have plenty of endurance. Alright, so my shoulder's going to hate me at the end of this, but I had an appreciation for the Browning Automatic Rifle. 30-odd six, you know, body shot's probably going to kill and it and it had a it had a had a rapid rate of fire but it also had a controllable rate of fire where you know like you had you could fire it single shot i feel like you you that long barrel you got range and i do like range um so i would go with the browning automatic rifle because you know oh, dude the bar was a great weapon period let's that's bonnie yeah. and clyde shit right there yeah, exactly. man. they tore up the fucking area yeah all right, so let's go a little more space agey here. Uh, Halo. What is Master Chief going to to defeat the Covenant and the Flood with? Uh, let's go ahead and start with you, uh, D. I'm going to use the sword because, frankly, I, I, I suck at that game anyway, so at least I got a chance at a one-hit kill. Nice, nice. <laughs> Up close and personal. I like it. All right, how about, uh, how about you, uh, Zyber? I am going full on needler. I love those guns, so that's where I'm going. I love the needler. Nice. Explode your enemies and send them flying across the room. Very nice. All right, uh, Damok. What about you? I'm going with the most compact, convoluted, crazy fucking damage sniper rifle in the whole game: the pistol. That <laughs> stupid thing in Halo is the is the golden gun. You can it shoots across the map with no drop off, does full damage, drops shields, kills people. Its rate of fire could be a little improved, but at that point in time, I'm shooting across the fucking map, and my helmet has zoom. We'll be all right. Man, the uh, original the original yes. handgun was just fucking OP'd. Yes, it was. It was very and and I thought about that, and I I was very like I was very like ah oh, you know there's there's that. But I gotta stick with my old favorite because I loved it every time I dropped other weapons to pick this one up. Battle rifle. Scope, three round burst. Man, I loved Halo 3 playing SWAT, headshots only. Like that, that was my thing. Like I loved that gun. Like it was, it was perfect. In Halo 3, though, like when you did the uh, fucking. 
PvP matches. I love that hammer, dude. Absolutely love the oh, hammer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the hammer was uh, very cool. What was cool. it, Griff Ball? Yes, Griff Ball. That's what it was. Or no, yes, it was Griff Ball. Yeah, the hammer, and then there was Oddball, which I think it was just you had the ball and you were just like more powerful and people killed you, but Griff Ball was with hammers. Okay, so let's go back in time. Let's go to one of the one of the one of the original uh, mm. FPSs. We're uh, going for Goldeneye. We're going for Goldeneye. So oh, yeah, uh, I know so, exactly the weapon. All right, so uh, uh, Damoc, let's let's make uh, let's make D wait a little bit longer. What are you gonna pick up? Uh, the RCP ninety. Right, very the one nice. That had that ultra crazy rapid fire. They just run into room, spray everybody down. You're you're done. And you run out of the room. And hopefully you can go and get the fucking body armor because you're going to get got after that. All right. Uh, Zyber, what about you? Um, PPK. Okay. And uh, D, what about you, bud? Proximity mines because I'm a dick. <laughs> okay. Okay. I cannot remember the name of this gun for the life of me, and I, I'm currently stalling and looking it up, but it was I, I, the uh, the one that you had mentioned, uh, Damoc, what was it again? The uh, RC... Uh, yeah, I think it was the RCP-90. I, I could be getting yeah, the name Yeah, the RCP-90. Earlier you said the golden gun, which was a bitch-ass gun. Yeah. Well, no, because you could get all the guns as golden guns and all of that, and, I, and that's kind of cheating because they were one-shot kill yes. guns, and you could unlock all of them. So I was trying to do a gun that, when we were playing with our fucking 64 controllers in my buddy's house, yeah, you, you would get two people with the RCP-90, you would play, was it Facility, and the body armor is in the very back, and of course you get those proximity mines and you would stick them on things. But that stupid fucking silver pistol could shoot through the bulletproof glass and mm -hmm. detonate the mines so that you could run past and do all other shit. So mine was it, it, it was uh okay, here we go. Found it. The so the uh the club. That's what it was. I liked dual wielding those. So those are like the scorpion, like machine pistols. I think they shoot like nine millimeter in real in, in real life. Yeah, they're probably nine millimeter. Yeah. So I loved those. Just just rapid fire. Just it's they were just so much fun to me. Um. Okay. So now let's go a little dark here. Let's go with some Gears of War. Uh, D. What weapon are you going to use? I played that so long ago and only like a couple times, so <laughs> I don't remember which weapon would be what. Can you think of anything? I like the chainsaw one. The so the Lancer. The Lancer. Yeah, the Lancer. I didn't remember the name, but I yeah, like the, so I like that when I played it. I did remember chainsaw, playing with that. Yeah, the chainsaw attachment to the assault rifle. Yeah. All right. Uh Zyber, what about you, bud? Oh, fuck yeah. Lancer all the way. All the way. <laughs> all right. All right. I can respect that. All right. Uh, Damoc, what about you, bud? Um, third time's a charm, baby. It's it's a Lancer across the board. I, I don't think I used any other weapon in that game. 
All right. And well, ladies and gentlemen, we have it unanimously, the Lancer, because who doesn't love coming up behind your enemy and chainsawing them in half? <laughs> I'm pretty sure, though, should be a national that's sport. the gun that, like, they made Gears of War just so you can have that fucking gun yes. and nothing else mattered. Yes, yes, they they did. I mean, that was that was pretty much like you look if if someone someone told you, I have a video game. It's called Gears of War. Okay, never heard of it. I'm going to show you one of the weapons in this game. The Lancer would tell the entire story right there. <laughs> it's just like so. I have an assault rifle that's really big, and we've put a chainsaw. As an underbarrel attachment. Okay. <laughs> there goes my $60 on the counter. I'll take one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? All right. So this is something that I, uh, I'm i ashamed to say that I, I never really played. Um, and I, I believe most of you have played this game, uh, Half-Life. So, so, so have we played Half-Life before? And, and what favorite weapon... From Half Life, do we uh, do we want to use? Um, I'm gonna start with you, D. What do you got? You're looking it up. Anybody? Yeah, I got wanted to find. The, I wanted to find the name of the one that I, w I was thinking of, but yeah, that'll take a little bit. Um, okay. But I really like the heavy shotgun. I, I really just like to walk around with the shotgun and blowing people away at close range. But there's All one right. other one that I'm trying to think of, but yeah, that'll come to me eventually. It's been okay. a while since I played it. Um, Zyber, you got one? Uh, crowbar. A crowbar? I'm using a crowbar. Okay. Bash people's heads in with a crowbar? Oh, yeah. Aliens? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, I'm at a, a crossroads here because I agree with D that the that combat shotgun was phenomenal. The MP5 was great, but it was not the shotgun. However, I do think the crossbow with the one-hit kill, you know, and then you can pin them to walls and shit like that in, in the later versions of Half-Life, I do think the crossbow would be my pick. It's slow to reload, but it's got the scope on it. It goes a long way. Uh, yeah, I, I pick crossbow. Okay. So I remember that Half-Life spawned Counter-Strike and I believe it was because Half-Life weapons minus maybe any like alien type weapons. So I'm going to have to go with the MP5 on that one. I believe that was one of the weapons in Half-Life because I know that was one of the weapons it was. in, in Counter-Strike. It was in Half-Life and then when Blue Shift came out, they converted the skin into like an M16 and... They had an AR uh, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think Counter-Strike used the Half-Life weapons. Maybe the early, early iterations of it did. But yeah, I mean, the MP5 was there. It's just different from the, the Half-Life one. Okay. Um... So do do any of you guys have any favorite games that you want to like mention and like maybe like some favorite weapons from um Ghost Recon. Okay. What do you got for me, Zyber? Uh that special uh 50 cal. I love that thing. Okay, you're talking about the one that basically takes down helicopters? Yep. 
<laughs> yep, that's that. That would be one of my favorite as well. Uh, what about you, uh, Damoc? You got anything? You know, that's that's a hard choice. I, I didn't think about it, but if I have to pick a favorite weapon, it definitely has to be the heavy SMG in RimWorld. Once I can start mass producing those and get my colonists up with heavy SMGs, I've got a pretty sturdy colony going. Okay. Nice. What about uh, you, D? Any favorite weapons from any video games? The original Doom, BFG. Fuck all y'all demons. <laughs> All right, all right. Um, I, I gotta, I gotta say, uh, D, you and I are kind of on the same level, except I gotta go old fashioned here. The double barrel shotgun from Doom, because you know, I as much as I love the fancy new guns that that, that we have in this world, and then they have in the the video game world, there's just something satisfying about two shells popping out and popping in two more to blow someone's head off. That's that's got to be my favorite right there. Another uh, nice mention is Quake's uh <clears throat> excuse me, Quake's uh pipe bomb gun. Okay. That's a good one. I mean, you could bounce those pipes all over the place and blow shit up. Love that. Yeah, I remember playing Ooh. Quake 3 Arena with you guys and my brothers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, that was a great game. I didn't play with you guys, but I played the shit out of that one. No, more like Zyber Cecil and my brothers, yeah. What about the video game gun that got turned into a real gun from Quake? The rail gun. Oh, yeah. Ooh. That, too. That was nice. Throwing those spikes all over the laugh. place. Hell, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that, the rail guns are... Those things are scary. I was watching... Uh, what's, his, what's his name called? Gosh darn it. Ah... Uh, this is gonna kick my butt. He's a YouTuber. Uh, he's from Texas. He does guns. Uh, Demolition are you, Ranch. Are you talking about how they sent like a, a eight foot rod through a bomb bunker? Yeah, stuff like that was really cool. But this the Demolition Ranch guy said he's like, I finally own a rail gun, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. I look at it. It shoots discs. And it goes like a shotgun mode, which is really rapid. It's a burst. Um, so you have to like keep pulling for it to, to but it, it, it'll go through the 25 round magazine rather quickly. And, uh, there's, you can, sh you can change the intensity, but, uh, it's, it's powerful enough to go through, through a watermelon, uh, at close range. And, uh, I mean, it, it'll probably probably hurt a heck of a lot harder than a paintball gun, but I was like, I got really excited. I was like, oh, wow, they, you could actually buy a rail gun. No, no, you can't. No, you can't. So what but, you're saying is no, some you YouTuber is working on the gun from I Come In Peace that shoots discs. Some, yeah, pretty much. So that's what he, that's what he, he managed uh, to get his hands on. I think I just imagined probably like the worst gut, like the worst type of cannon on the planet in it's my called, little head. It's called the E shotgun. And, uh, yeah, it's, 
shoots. I just silent, thought of something that would be awful. Smokeless, shellless, low recoil. Um, the ammo capacity is 50, but it's like it's 25 on one side. And you take it out, flip it over, and there's another 25 on the other side. But uh, I just thought of something that would be completely awful. Take like a cannon. Take like a cannon and just have a thing of just a solid big mass of just fucking like needles. Oh. Oh, yeah. I don't think, unless you're up close, you're not going to die, but that shit would suck. Yeah, putting pretty much nails. I mean, that's what grape shot was. Yeah, it's pretty much grape shot with freaking needles. That would be awful. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and end it on that note. So, uh, D, why don't you tell the lovely people where they can find you? Well, besides inventing evil weaponry, uh, you can find me on my website, microbrewgamers.com. You can find me on uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. I've got my own Discord channel, microbrewgamers. Um, I'm on YouTube. So pretty much a little bit of everywhere. Very good. And Zyber, where can they find you? You can find me hanging out on the GNA Discord. That's about it. All right. And Daymok, where can the good people find you? I'm primarily in the GNA Discord, but I also troll thoughts and shots when they allow me to. Well, we're always glad that you uh, you're allowed to troll our uh, one of our buddies' uh, podcasts, buddy podcast, not not single buddy. We there's there's two people on that show, not not one. Yes, Just Brendan don't want to confuse you people. We don't want to confuse people. There are two, not one. Do not go to the thoughts of, and shots. I was kind of sad who I thought they were first when they said thoughts and shots. I was like, do you guys have some chicks on there? You know, you guys like you know like. No, I doubt we're ever. I, I think wrong type of thought. <laughs> I, was I like, think the only oh. the only woman that we've ever had on the GNA podcast since the GNA crew has taken over, not since uh, there there has been others. Uh, Tinks has been on, and uh, uh, the River Tamp Cat has been on here. But when uh, Gravemind was host, but since we've taken over, I think the only woman who's ever been on the GNA podcast for an entire show, extended period of time, not making a you know like. Appearance like uh, your wife, yeah, or Cecil's wife or my wife. Because um, I mean, let's let's face it, my Cecil never, or my, I'm sorry, my wife never finished an entire show on Cecil, and I think Damoc, you were there too. But uh, I think it was uh, Slangel oh, yep. uh, from TPC was the only one. But uh, anyway, I'm your host, Blue Shark Forty Five. You can find me on the GNA podcast. You can find me on the GNA Discord. And you can find me on Twitter as BlueShark45. Um, we are sponsored, in a sense, by Humble Bundle. For those of you who don't know, Humble Bundle is a great way to buy your video games because you can determine where your money goes. Does it go to the publisher when you buy it in the mega box stores? By God, yes, it does. But where you really want it to go do you want it to go to charity do you want it to go to the developer you should have control over that so go over to humble bundle find a humble bundle link online that's got a great deal great sale on games well you go ahead and put question mark partner equals gna podcast at the end of any of those links to let them know that we sent you but make sure you slide that bar all the way over to zero when it comes to us because we don't want your money 
We don't want it. We want you to give it to charity. We want you to give it to the developer. So make sure you go check out Humble Bundle the next time you want to buy video games for your PC or for your gaming console. And ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank you. I'd like to thank our guest for coming on this show. I'd like to thank Vintage for hopping in on here. We're going to make sure you you know where to find him. Uh, I got to edit that in and I have no idea how I'm going to do it, but I'll figure out something. Uh, hopefully I can get a battery, not a battery, I'm sorry. Hopefully I can get a power supply so I can charge this thing. I got to find some way to edit this podcast, but I'm sure we'll make sure this show drops for you next week. And we hope that you tune in every week to the GNA podcast. Thank you all and have a blessed evening. Have a good night, man. Thanks, good night, brother.